Hey everyone, Art Burns here, wishing you well today. I hope that you're all having a great day. I hope that you're able to meet this day with a, a degree of, of presence, acceptance, and compassion. You know, these are really the three qualities that can get us through very challenging times without uh, triggering us, without getting into the stress response, without getting into, you know, the really heavy and difficult emotions that can sometimes be very difficult to, to emerge from, right? And of course, the internal thinking and the internal emotions that we go through are what create the reality around us. You know, there's no question about that, right? It's not a spiritual concept. It's a very much a scientific concept that this is what's happening, right? Because as your emotional reactions happen and as the stress in your body causes the emotional reactions to happen, you know, that's going to have real life implications, right? Like you're going to, you know, talk to people in a certain way. You're going to react to things in a certain way. And then that reaction is going to create a, a reaction coming back, right? You, you snap at your child, your child then is upset and then he or she is likely to do something that's going to further, you know, trigger you and, and make life more difficult, right? And so this is the way when we when we can practice presence, acceptance, and compassion, we can you know kind of make a uh, maybe a bad situation or, or a challenging situation less challenging, right? As opposed to making a challenging situation more challenging. Right? And again, it all comes back to the thoughts and emotions. And because the emotions are largely driven by our thoughts, it really comes down to the thoughts. Right? And, and this is an important aspect to, you know, yesterday I talked about the, the awareness of the body, right? And noticing when we're feeling that stress, right? When we're getting into that level of, of trigger, right? And, and this is a very, very important thing, but we can also bring awareness to our thoughts, right? And when we bring a non-judging awareness to our thoughts, that's when we can start to, to sort of put our thoughts in the right perspective, right? So many times we feel that our thoughts are really powerful and we have this, this idea that, that they're just, you know, number one, that they're flawlessly true, right? This is something that we always have this idea that because I'm thinking it, it must be true, right? But really when we challenge that, we can find that as often as not, they're not true, right? They're not perfectly true. They're not perfectly um, uh, accurate. And they're also not as powerful as we give them the, the credit for being, right? In fact, our thoughts are really harmless at the end of it, right? Our thoughts just come in and out of our minds very quickly, in and out of our brains very quickly. You know, the, the human brain processes over 60,000 thoughts per day. Right? So think about how little they have to be to go by so quickly, right? 60,000 of them every day. Think about that. That's so many and it's so quick, right? And so why is it that sometimes we feel like we just stuck on a thought, right? Well, the reason for this is because we're thinking about it again and again and again and again. And the reason we're doing that, there's two reasons. In fact, number one, that we're not allowing it to just let go. We're not allowing ourselves to just let that thought go, right? But also what we're usually doing is we're, we're judging that thought, right? We're, we're considering that thought to be a good thought or considering it to be a bad thought. And once we do that, right, once we get into that good or bad kind of judgment, then we tend to, we tend to grapple with that, Right? We tend to grasp onto the things that we think are good, and we tend to push away the things that are bad. And in that pushing away, what we're actually doing is we're, we're you know, in a way sort of clinging to it, right? Because we're, we're not allowing it to happen, and so therefore, it's going to happen again. Something I, I always like to do with my clients is I say, okay, right now, don't think about a monkey. 
<laughs> How many of you out there, you know, just thought about a monkey, right? Just about everyone did, right? Because that's the way the mind works and that's the way the brain works. As soon as you hear something like that, you have a, a, a sort of um, a, a relative sort of connection that you make and that's what you're going to get. Right, so so when we say like you know when we when we try to stop ourselves from thinking negative thoughts, right, then most likely we're going to just think more negative thoughts, right. So the idea is not to push it away, and the idea is not to cling to the good stuff because again that's going to cause problems too. Because when we're clinging to the good things, right, we're worried about what happens when they go, right. <laughs> what what happens when when um. You know, when, when this, this negative thought pops in, what happens then, right? And that's, and that's a worry and that's a, that's a fear, right? And that is going to cause stress and anxiety, right? Because again, we're thinking about an outcome. What we want to do is we want to just be present with what, or, or I shouldn't say what we want to do. I mean, you, I don't know what you want to do, but I know what I want to do. And I know it's very beneficial to, to re, you know, resisting or, or building resilience to stress and anxiety and the difficult emotions that come through these these things right and and the, the way to do that is to be present with the thoughts that are happening but be present in an accepting way right which means to be non-judging about it right which also can mean to be curious about it right so so the, the way that judging works, right? Like, like, let's say you look at a person and you say that person is tall, right? Well, that person is tall only because you're comparing that person to someone else who happens to be less tall, right? Or maybe you say this person is short, then you're comparing that person to someone who you think is less short, right? A great example of this is, is to think of like, a, you know, a six foot tall person, right? That's relatively tall. It's a little bit above average, right? And you put that person next to a, a child or, or, a, or a horse jockey, and that person seems very tall, right? You would judge that person very tall. But you put that person next to Shaquille O'Neal or a professional basketball player, and all of a sudden, that person looks very, very short, right? But the person didn't change, right? The person is still six feet tall, which is, again, above average by any metric, right? But when you compare it to somebody who's abnormally low in height and somebody who's abnormally high in height, then all of a sudden we judge it as different, right? We judge it as either tall or short, right? And so, so in this case, when we, when we can recognize this, right? And we can recognize the fact that a person is neither tall nor short. A person is just a person, right? And we can be curious about how a person appears because it's not either tall or short. It's just a person, Right? And in the same way, we can say that a thought is just a thought and an emotion is just an emotion. Right? And when we can kind of um, you know, allow ourselves to see a thought as just a thought and emotion as just an emotion, then we can allow those things to just pass by. Right? The thoughts, we can just allow them to just you know, be the harmless little tiny things that they really are. And we can allow them to just go by. Right? And when we can do that, that's when we become, again, resilient and, and sort of, um, you know, impervious to the damage that thoughts might do, right? Because again, the thoughts are what are going to create the emotions, right? And once we get into an emotion of either, you know, something that's in the fear-based or something that's in the love-based end of the, of the emotional spectrum, that's going to determine how we're going to behave, right? So, so when we have a thought that we feel is you know, uh, a negative thought, 
right? And again, now, now what we tend to think is, is not negative and positive as in terms of polarity, but we have a tendency to think of negative and positive in terms of, of you know, good and bad, right? Like this is a bad thought. I shouldn't be thinking this thought because it's, it's bad. You know, it's harmful. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not what I want. It's, it's, um, it's whatever it is, right? And when we label that as a bad thought, now we have a feeling of uh, an emotion that arises from that in the, in the area of shame or guilt or, or regret or, or embarrassment, right? And what are shame and guilt and embarrassment based in? They're based in fear. And what is fear? The, the very basic, you know, what is the way that we express fear in our body? That's the stress response. Right? And now when we dwell in that and when we allow ourselves to, 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 you know, to dwell in that, in that, you know, that fear-based emotion and the stress response comes from it, well then again, now that's going to impact our, our actions. Right? And now our actions are going to be coming from that place of fear, which means that they're going to be very conservative. Right? We're not going to be uh, magnanimous. We're not going to be patient. We're not going to be uh, grateful. We're not going to be, you know, magnetic. We're going to be closed. We're going to be, you know, af you know, we're going to act in a play in a way that's afraid. Right? We're going to try to get through whatever it is that we're going through as quickly as possible so that we don't get harmed. Right? And when we're acting that way, whether it's as parents, whether it's in our jobs, whether it's driving, whether it's, it's shopping for whatever, it's food or whatever, it's never going to, you know, it's never going to end up with a, uh, a positive um, outcome that is aligned with who we really are. Right? Because who we really are are dynamic, creative individuals. Right? But when we're in that fear stress response, we are optimized to survive. We are not optimized to thrive. So therefore we are not going to turn to our creativity and to our magnificent resources that we have. We're going to instead turn to that very conservative, very fearful, very you know, standoffish, very separate, you know, and, and that's gonna cause more problems. Right, because then we're going to react in ways and we're going to, you know, we're going to, to take action that is going to bring back to us, you know, more negative actions. Right. Again, you're feeling that way, your child then comes into you and, and, and asks you a question, right? Now, how do you answer that question? Right? If you're all wrapped up in the fear and the and the stress, then the, the answer that you're gonna give your child is gonna be something that you're not really happy with, right? That's not really what you wanted to say. Right? And now you're going to feel more shame, more guilt, maybe even anger at yourself. Right? Maybe you even turn that anger to the child. Maybe somehow you, you kind of equate this with feeling like, how could you ask me that question when I'm in this position? Right? Like, can't you know better? And of course, if you say that to the child, now you've caused a big time emotional problem with your child. Right? Or whatever the reaction is, if it's negative, that's going to impact your child. Most importantly, as parents, our children are feeling what we're feeling, right? So if we're beating ourselves up or if we're in that stress response and we're in that fear place, right? They're gonna feel that and really dangerously, they're going to feel that it's their fault. And now they have shame, they have guilt, they have fear, right? And now it becomes a cycle. Right, and that cycle can go on for years, right? And that's where you know some really, really difficult, um, you know, uh, conditions can arise from that, right? So if instead of all this, right, instead of, of of you know thinking, 
this thought is bad, this thought is good, if we can just apply some curiosity to it, right? Just allow ourselves to be curious about what's going on, right? Just see your thoughts as, number one, see them as harmless because they are. Right? Your thoughts can't do anything. It's only when the thought becomes an emotion, which then becomes an action. That's the only thing that affects anything outside, aside from that limbic resonance that I talk about. Right? But that's, again, that's only when it becomes an emotion. Right? When it's still a thought, it is absolutely harmless. And so, so recognizing that your thoughts are harmless and reminding yourself that thoughts are harmless, just be curious about them. Right? Just, just allow yourself to, to, to dwell in that curiosity. And, and kind of, you know, you can start to really, um, if you apply this curiosity, you can start to see that, okay, I'm having these negative thoughts, right? I'm thinking things that are negative, right? Well, why is it that I'm thinking these negative things? Is it because of something that happened to me this morning? Is it because of, uh, you know, something that's coming up? Is it because of uh, bills that are due or, or, you know, or some work problem that I got coming up or, or some uh, social engagement that I'm not feeling great about? What is it that I'm feeling this, you know, what is it that's, that's making my thoughts be so negative? Because again, it's not coming from nowhere, right? It's, it's always going to be, you know, again, don't think about a monkey. You think about a monkey, right? You, you know, if you have something looming that's going to be, you know, that's troubling you, that's worrying you, then that is going to taint every single thought that you have, right? And you're likely to think those negative thoughts, which then are going to translate into negative emotions, which then are going to translate into actions that might not be aligned with what you want to, to take action upon, right? So the cure, the, the, uh, the remedy here, again, is curiosity, right? Just be curious to it because when you're curious, you're very much less likely to judge it, right? And when you're not judging it, that's when a thought is just a thought and it just passes by and it doesn't become an emotion, which then doesn't become a, uh, an action, which is going to maybe pose more problems than they solve. Right, so I hope you enjoy this. Um, I know this is a little bit of a quick video today. Um, you know, if you have any questions about this, please reach out to me, okay? Because this is really important stuff, and it's really um, it's something we're all susceptible to, right? These overthinking that we do, and just the the way that our thoughts can take us away. You know, I like to call it a runaway train of thoughts, right? Because they just become, you know, this they they just endless and just out of control. And when they become that, then we, you know, again, out of control is the key there, right? When we can't control it, that's when we wind up doing something, saying something to someone, taking action on something that we look back and we say, oh, I wish I didn't do that, right? So if you want some, some information on some very simple practices you can do to develop this as a habit, as an automatic behavior, please reach out to me, okay? Send me a direct message, hit me up with a message uh, or a comment below, uh, but get in touch with me. Go to my website, art at artburnscoaching.com. There's every way that you can get in touch with me there. You can actually book a call right through the website, but do it because it's it's really, if this is something that resonates with you, it's really important that you, you, you do the, you know, take some action that can help you to get past this because again, you, you might be making a challenging situation a lot more challenging than it needs to be. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I wish you well, and I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.